but you know. Get on the Indo-American News Radio Quiz Show. I think I know this. The only quiz of its kind on Desi Radio in the U.S. And win points, a prize, laughs, and make friends. To get on the Indo-American News Radio, email today IndoAmericanNews at yahoo.com or call 713-789-6397. Indo-American News Radio on Masala 98.7 FM every Saturday 3 to 6 p.m. with Jawahar Sanchali Pramod and Jyoti. Indo-American News Radio. India News. US News. World News. Movie Reviews. And Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday. 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo-American, Indo-American News Radio. Hello everyone, welcome back to Indo-American News Radio where we talk to people and we talk about them and we talk behind the back sometimes, huh Pramod? Uh, I hope not. <laughs> no, we had fun with our quiz just a little while ago and all the contestants were here taking pictures and so on. It's really uh, kind of neat to have them come to the studio. The studio experience is so different, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Rather than uh, calling from home, right. this is more intimate and then uh, the questions and answers are much better. Right. And and you can stare each other across the, the, the mic. Exactly. And you can also freeze like I'm freezing right now because Sanchali just turned the thermostat oh, down. Oh, wow. And, and you know it's a blatant a lie, Pramod, because I haven't touched the thermostat today. What? Now I will, since <laughs> I've been accused already, so I will. Sanchali, you all decked out so nicely. Where are you going? I'm going to Durgabari after this for our Saraswati Puja event. Wow, nice. Uh, I didn't go in the morning, but my students have recited. You know, I teach Bengali. Right. Uh, I teach online classes. So Achha. my kids have sent in their videos from uh, Colorado and from Mississippi. So it's, it was Basant so Panchami. So you are actually going to... Saraswati Puja festivities. Let the knowledge flow through you. That's correct. So. And uh, yeah, it was a lovely, uh, I think I know this session. Our right. participants were quite well-informed, knowledgeable, right? and uh, you and did well. So also, uh, once again, folks, for those of you who haven't heard this before, tomorrow is the India Republic Day event at the Gujarati Samaj of Houston Event Center at West Belfort and Beltway 8, right, Pramod? Yes, it's called uh, Jai Jawan Jai Kisan. And it is from 1 to 7 p.m. And who's the performer there, Sanchali? Uh, Harjit Mendi, <laughs> he was there last week. He was he called in and he sang. Brother yeah, Adilair and Mika. That's correct. Right. And uh, we will... Be, and I, there's a, uh, I think, a dance contest, right? Yes. Yeah, dance yes. contest. All the uh, different dance schools will be participating. And also, this it's free parking, free uh, entry, free entertainment... Yeah, the only thing that's not free is the, the food. The food you have to buy. Right. Well, you got to do something. You got to pay the piper somewhere along the way. Not mm-hmm. everything in life is free, you know. Yeah. Right. Except for our news coverage here. Uh, promote? Uh, that's free too. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, we want you to start paying for the news. From now right. on, promote. There's a collection box outside here. Yeah. It says promotes money. Right. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. <laughs> 
So, Sanchali, you have the lineup? No, I'm still trying to look for it. I don't know when you sent it. Oh. So, yeah, Shall I do it. my part first? No, no. I'm, no, no. I, I want to talk about someone else. Uh, I uh, got it. Oh, okay. she got it. Good. Yeah. So, as you guys, as you folks know, you are listening to Indo-American News. And we had... Uh, he just corrected me, actually, Jawahar. His name is Bhupendra. It's not Bhupinder. He said Punjabis change it into Bhupinder. Because yeah. so, that's, that's what he sent me when he texted okay, me. Okay, he's Bhupendra mm. Patidar. And we had Fani Kundapi and Anjali Rawal. And they participated in our I Think I Know This quiz contest, which we just concluded. And in our next two hours, we have some excellent interviews lined up. And the guest lineup for today's uh, Saturday, January 28th uh, on Indo-American News uh, Radio, which uh, you are listening to on uh, Masala Radio 98.7 FM. Or you can also listen to us on the Masala Radio app. By Monday, you can hear the recorded show on podcast, which is uploaded on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public and Breaker. Please do support the show. Select follow on our Spotify podcast channel to receive new updates. And please do give us a five-star rating. That would help us a lot and make us go a long way. And it adds to our kitty because we get four cents per person per, who comes along. Per post. Per post. Per rating. Per okay. rating. Yep. All uh-huh. right. All right. So our regular guest, well-known immigration attorney George Willie, will be joining us at 4.20 p.m to talk about how U.S. immigration can ask to check your Facebook, WhatsApp, and other social media accounts before letting a visa holder into the country and what recourse you have if you are barred entry. That's very interesting. Okay, human trafficking is a blight that affects many parts of the world. Houston has seen its share of this crime which appears to be rising with the influx of many illegal immigrants as well as crime syndicates that prey mostly on lone individuals. Harris County District Attorney's Office, Doc Cohen, will be joining us today at 4.50 p.m. to explain what his task force is doing to curb this terrible crime. Dementia is a terrible disease that robs a person, most often the vulnerable elderly, of the ability to lead independent and productive lives in their waning years. It often leads to depression and declining health, while also affecting the family dynamic. Dr. Donna Murphy, a compassionate healthcare specialist, will be joining us today at 5.20 p.m. to share what can be done to help maintain a comfortable living arrangement for the family. Also, stay tuned in for News Roundup, Views, sports and movie reviews to be featured on our show or to advertise please contact us at 713-789-6397 or at indoamericannews at yahoo.com and now here's Pramod with his fabulous news roundup thank you Sanchari live from indoamerican news radio this is Pramod Kulkarni with the latest news from Houston the United States, India, and around the world. Financial disasters are the top headlines from South Asia. Gautam Adani, one of the biggest billionaires in Asia, is facing one of the worst wipeouts in financial history. At the end of Friday, Adani units such as green energy and total gas lost 20% of their value. In total, 
Adani lost more than $50 billion in market value, about one-fifth of his total fortune. The wipeout was the result of a damning report from a Wall Street short seller named Hindenburg. In a report issued on Wednesday, Hindenburg alleged that the Adani Group engaged in brazen stock manipulation and accounting fraud over the course of several decades. Some financial analysts feel that if the Adani crisis worsens, there would be a detrimental effect on Indian banks and financial institutions. Meanwhile, Pakistan is facing a severe balance of payments crisis. The country has less than three weeks of import cover in foreign exchange reserves, consisting only of $3.68 billion. The International Monetary Fund suspended payments to Pakistan in November due to the country's failure to make more progress on fiscal consolidation. It seems that Pakistan Foreign Minister Ishaq Dar feels that only divine intervention will help Pakistan. Dar said, if Allah can create Pakistan, he can also make it prosperous. In Ukraine, Russia has launched a series of punitive strikes after Western allies have promised Ukraine with sufficient number of powerful tanks to equip two brigades. Military experts feel that Russia will launch a new offensive in eastern Bakhmut area before the Western tanks arrive in Ukraine. Here in the United States, urban cities of the country were bracing for riots on Saturday night after the city of Memphis released a video showing the brutal beating death of a 29-year-old Tyre Nichols at the hands of five policemen. Racial tensions have been muted because both the victim and the five perpetrators are black. Houston's energy companies are reporting hefty profits after high oil prices last year. The latest to report was Chevron, which had a record annual profit of $35.5 billion. The oil companies may have another bumper year in 2023, as Saudi Aramco CEO Amin Nasser said recently that the world should be worried because the global oil market remains tight. Nasser added that if China opens up and the aviation industry starts asking for more jet fuel, the spare oil capacity would evaporate. In that case, oil prices will quickly spike once again. In sports news, the Indian men's cricket team won the ODI series against the visiting New Zealand team but lost the first of three T20 matches. The second T20 match will take place tomorrow morning in Lucknow at 7.30 a.m. Houston time. In the Australian Tennis Open, Aryana Sabalenka of Belarus came from behind to beat the Wimbledon champion Elena Rybakina. Rybakina, I think, of Russia. The three-set match with a score uh, of 4-6, 6-3 and 6-4 took two and a half hours. The men's final will take place on Sunday early morning at 2.30 a.m. Houston time between Serbia's Novak Djokovic and Stefanos Tsitsipas of Greece. India's Sanya Mirza announced her retirement after losing the doubles final with Rohan Bopanna. Mirza ends her tennis career after winning six Grand Slam doubles titles. The Super Bowl matchup will be set tomorrow after two championship games. 
San Francisco 49ers will face the Philadelphia Eagles for the NFC Championship at 2 p.m. And at 5.30 p.m., the AFC Championship game will take place between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Kansas City Chiefs. And finally this afternoon, think of buying some lotto tickets. The jackpot for the Powerball drawing has a cash value of $308 million. Also, the Texas lotto has a cash value of $21.7 million. That's all the news for this afternoon. More discussions, views, and music as we continue with the Indo-American News Talk Show. Yeah, time to go out and buy some lotto tickets, huh, Pramod? Yes, I already did. You already did? Did you put my name on it? No. (laughs) (laughs) I said specifically, (laughs) not including (laughs) Joa. You made them out to in American News Radio, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Sure. I think we should form a cooperative and buy some tickets every week. Yes, Sanchali, it's the only way we're going to get rich. I do that from work, but I've never had any success. So that's so. because you haven't included us in them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is that so? That's the reason why. <laughs> so um, I uh, wanted to make a couple of um, comments over here. The oil price. You yeah. talked about the oil price going mm-hmm. up or being tight, the oil markets being tight. Yeah. When I went to fill up the other day at, at Kroger, mm-hmm. it was two ninety nine at on Wednesday. Yes. Three oh nine on Thursday. Oh wow. That's uh, ten we, cents. But I think it's easy to find uh, uh, oil uh, I mean gasoline at regular gasoline under three dollars still. Well, I mean, this Kroger is pretty cheap, uh, yeah, you know, compared to everyone. To it went up ten cents in one day. Oh wow! I always buy from Costco. I think that's the cheapest. <laughs> that's also near your house. Yes, I I get it from Exxon, and they, I get a ten cent discount. Oh, oh, oh really? Because okay. mm-hmm. you're a stockholder? No, <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, Exxon card. Yeah, something okay. like that. Okay. okay. Uh, I need to make one more announcement. A really dear friend of mine, someone that I've met under really interesting circumstances about 20 years ago. I hope he's listening in. His name is Salman Prizada. He comes from a very musically inclined family, very talented man himself. He sings so well. He's from Karachi, mm-hmm. and he actually sounds like Muhammad Rafi. Oh, really? He absolutely dropped dead like him. And his other two brothers are also equally talented. Uh, but Salman is in a wheelchair, by the way. Oh, oh, no. He had a very unfortunate incident, which I won't get into when he was in Karachi. But he is um, married to Rekha, uh, and they have Rekha Pai, and they, they are both musically uh, uh, well-versed. And, they hold, and Salman is holding a, uh, a get-together at Sitar Cuisine of India at, uh, let's see, it's on... Uh, where is it? Two five seven zero one I forty five North in Spring, on s- on Sunday February the fifth at seven thirty p.m. The tickets are twenty five dollars and it includes delicious dinner buffet. It's a tribute to the gra- two great legends of Indian film industry, Mohammad Rafi and Mukesh, and uh, along with Salman will be uh, uh, Fahim Kadri, Re- Rekha as I mentioned, and Jamil Durani. So they're all going to be performing. I think you should really go because if I'm not kidding you, Salman's voice is just just very, very good. So um, that is this Sunday, the February the 5th. Once again, it's uh, Sitar Cuisine of uh, India at 25701 I-45 North Spring, Texas. 
So, uh, Sanchali? Yes. Do you have something that you want to point out to everyone? You've been awfully quiet. This is not good. No, I was trying to look up Salman Pirzada and I saw there's another Salman Pirzada who's a famous actor born in 1942. Right. I'm sure this is not that Salman Pirzada. This Sal- Salman, like I said, I've known him for a long time, but he actually many years ago, even though he's in a wheelchair, he did a skydiving uh, session. He, 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 he was, you know, connected to someone, of course. Mm-hmm. But he, I mean, he jumped out of a plane on a wheelchair. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. With the wheelchair or without the wheelchair? Well, I no. mean, no. Yeah, I hope without not with the wheelchair. The wheelchair yeah. but, but he fell, you know, because yeah. he's disabled. He's from the waist down. Wow. But he's so an I excellent... Amazing spirit he's, is all yeah, I can say. he's adventurous. He's yeah. an ex- excellent person. And Salman, if you're listening, you can always text me or you can call. You can, if you want to call, it's 281-277-6874. Um, if Salman can do uh, Muhammad Rafi, who will do Mukesh? Well, one of these uh, other two gentlemen... Kadri? Uh, Kadri or Durani, maybe they do that. Mm. Okay. But, but uh, Salman can mimic that too, I'm sure. Um, and uh, we're going to be going to a commercial break very shortly, huh? Yeah. Yes. Pramod, we were planning on going to the Aviation Museum altogether, all of us. Oh. Yeah, we're going to put Sanchali on a plane and let her go. No, <laughs> because that's the uh, uh, prize we give every at oh, the end okay. of every quiz, oh, okay. quiz show. Sounds so good. It, it sounds like a good, you know, day trip. Tough call to find a date convenient for all three of us. I know. Mm, yeah, Everyone that's true. Everyone has such a busy schedule these days. We'll be right back, folks. Don't go away. This is India American News Radio. Movie reviews and local community roundup every Saturday, four to six p.m. on Masala ninety-eight point seven FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali, and I'm Pramod. Indo-American News Radio. Ah, this is the life. Sipping on a margarita, lounging on the top deck of the Royal Caribbean's Allure of the Seas. Yes, honey, we are on the largest cruise ship in the world. Mm, we'll dine at the amazing restaurants, enjoy Broadway shows and gambling casinos. Sail the Allure of the Seas every Sunday from Galveston to Cozumel, Costa Maya and Roatan. Call Deepti Mehta at Travel Express at 713-468-7000 to get exclusive special offers. She can save you a bundle and get you the best cabins. Willie, Nanayakara and Associates, our hometown full-service immigration law firm for over three decades. Mr. George Willie unfailingly engages us in stimulating discussions about various topics, political, social or current headlines every Thursday. My family thoroughly enjoys listening to his informed yet impartial views with his very own patented sense of humor and wit. George Willie, immigration attorney, live every Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on Masala Radio, 98.7 FM. Indo-American News Radio. India News. U.S. News. World News. Movie Reviews. And Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday. 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala, 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo-American News Radio. So, Pramod... Um, I was complaining. Uh, Jawar, can you turn the music off, please? 
सुडोकू Yes, that's I, very that's unfortunate. Not right, not. <laughs> and I was asking him, how does how do the others, you know, turn in there, you know, that they have actually completed the Sudoku, and he's telling me that they take a picture. I'm like, that's difficult to do too. No, you know? they take a picture of what they did on the paper. I know. So yeah. they all do it physically on the actual. you know hard copy of the paper right, but this right. is by design we do not want you to be doing sudoku here no no not here i do it sometimes i go home and do it so you know i just like the physical copy of the paper in my sure, hands sure. just stop by vishala any vishala i don't go to vishala it. man cost we have to send it to costco that's where she goes yes <laughs> that's the only place i go all right well we have uh, george willy on mr. the phone mr willy is on the phone do you want to give an introduction sanjali certainly uh, sanjali oh. oh sure 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 Okay. Wow, it's quite a long one. Okay, all right. George Willey is the founder and principal of Willey Nanakara and Associates. Over the last 30 years, Mr. Willey has built the Houston and Atlanta-based law firm from a single attorney practice to a bustling five-attorney firm. He has been a leading member of Houston's society and has been particularly involved in the local South Asian community. He received his BA with double honors, summa cum laude, in political science and philosophy um, from McMaster University, Canada, and a doctorate of jurisprudence from South Texas College of Law. And he's considered to be one of the top immigration lawyers in the U.S. because he has a thorough knowledge of immigration with a unique perspective. and he has received several awards and he has participated as a co-chair uh, in task forces and uh, you know for uh, to exploit the investment visa that the congress had created and he has met several presidents and first ladies and he has hosted tv shows and recently he was invited to advise the white house asian american initiative on immigration issues he hosts minds that matter a radio show every week where he interviews people with extraordinary abilities in all fields of endeavor he has served on several boards and is invited to speak at several important forums he is married to shanti and has two daughters and now he also has a granddaughter who he is very close to and very attached to yeah. welcome to our show thank you thank you i i No Somebody thank you for you know being a regular on our show. I don't know whether you really need to do that. I know exactly. You. you actually need no introduction but uh, I no, no, but we will thank you but I, I think you need I need to you need to, I guess I need to send you a short word. That would be nice <laughs> because we don't know what to leave out or if you'd get hurt or it would you know affect But, your feelings. <laughs> George you were yeah. You were at the White House recently for was it the Christmas party or the Diwali party or what was it? Yeah, it was a, it was a Christmas party. Uh, the presidents usually uh, every year uh, when they are in office uh, they uh, have a number of Christmas parties uh, in the White House. I used to be a regular uh, guest at the Clinton White House, uh-huh. uh, and then of course you know. 
Trump White House, I was not invited. Mm, um, yes, and, I can understand. Yeah, yeah, imagine that. <laughs> yeah. So, so, and uh, and then uh, I, uh, I uh, Obama, uh, the Obama administration also. I, you know, I kind of stepped back during that time. You know, I said, I enough is enough, and I didn't. And then, of course, you know, after after Trump's uh, presidency, uh, I figured that uh, you know we cannot uh, you know be on the sidelines. So I got back in there, and so Biden uh, administration uh, uh, invited me, and and uh, at a wonderful time, Shanti and I went, and uh, you know, it was it was really good. We, well, do we they do they have do they have Christmas party for members of the media? <laughs> <laughs> well, That's a, you need to ask that. We, the and do they give you? A, do they pay for your ticket to go over there? <laughs> Oh no no no! no. I, I, they, they, they can't go that far. <laughs> it was an invitation, and uh, you know they give you the time and all that, and you have to go uh, on that same day. You have to go uh, in the earlier in the day. You have to go get your COVID test done. Oh wow! And if you only if you pass, they let you in. Well, this so year, this time. year, I'm going to make it a point of getting us media passes to go to the White House Christmas party for the media. Yeah, you know, I think the press, uh, the, you know, they, they have actually uh, the White House, I think one of the parties is for the, for the press. Uh-huh. Uh, and, George, you know, I think it the, is. You know, I, I remember one time when I was in the, 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 the Clinton uh, uh, White House during the Christmas party, uh, I, I, I met with a lot of uh, journalists. At that time, I think that, that uh, at that time they didn't have a separate party for them. Yeah, actually, and I uh, met, uh, George, you know, some of those folks that read that, uh, you know, the what's his name, uh, Press was uh, what's, he he was there, and then there was uh, this this lady I forgot her name. She came from Fox to CNN. Uh, I forgot her name at the time, uh-huh. uh, and and in fact, I we met uh, uh, we met. Uh, uh, the Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. She she was there. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Linda. Uh, Linda something or the other. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was there. Well, you know, uh, actually, Jawad and uh, George, there's a White House Correspondents' Association dinner, which is quite funny. And uh, that is always a great. I always right, but that. we want the small press. We are the the depressed. We'll have to appoint person. you the White House correspondent <laughs> and send you to Washington. <laughs> well, George, now that we are talking about going to places and so on and so forth, people who are coming to the U.S. they sometimes have incredible hoops to fl- to go through. I actually know of a case where a, a distant relative of mine. Flew into the U.S. Um, in I think about five years ago. She came in, and uh, she was denied entry to the country because they asked to see her Facebook posts. And in the Facebook post, she had posted when she was here before as a tourist, but she was working at her, one of her relatives' subway sandwich shop, and she had a, uh. her her uniform on and everything else. And the immigration attorney uh, official, he said, you worked here before, so we can't let you in. And they, they put her on the very next flight. We'll go back out yes. to India. Now, that that is a small known 
uh, unknown uh, uh, aspect of coming into the U.S. that many people aren't familiar with. You want to comment on that? Yeah. Well, yeah, and then that's true. Um, and it, I'm, I'm having a little difficulty hearing you. Uh, could you guys uh, increase the volume there? Yeah. Somehow? Okay. Because I, I'm having a little bit of difficulty hearing you. Okay. So this is true. Um, one of the things that they look for when you're coming into the United States on a visitor's visa, and if you're coming a little too often, a little too frequently, okay, mm -hmm. uh, and if you're kind of showing up here, uh, let's say you came here, you spent six months, you went home, and then it, three months later you're back again, all right? Uh, and then you, st you stayed another six months and you went back. And then you're coming back again within three months, all right? Now, that, that pattern, they, they watch that. Now, what that, to them, what it indicates is that you're coming and working here, right? Okay. Now, because let's say if you had a job back home, you had responsibilities back home, you can't afford to come and stay here for six months, then go home, come in three months again, stay here for six months and go back. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, and then, so, they, so they, they, so first thing, that, that profile, once they detect the profile like that, then they, the, the second time you come or third time you come, they want to look at all of you. So they'll ask you for your phone mm -hmm. and they will ask you to open the phone. They'll tell you to open the phone or they'll ask you for the password. Really? And then they will examine the phone, mm. examine the computer, examine the iPad, all of that. They, and and that is completely legal? They can do this? It is perfectly legal. Perfectly legal. So what are they uh, looking for on your phone? Yeah, so because you see, because there are a couple, there's, there's a couple of things, uh, legal uh, basis on which they do that. Number one, when you're at the border and you're not an American green card holder or citizen, you are not protected by the Constitution. Mm -hmm. You know, you're an American, you are. Right. If you're a U.S. citizen, you come, they can ask for your phone. Mm -hmm. But if you're a visit visitor, you're not an American citizen or a green card holder. So they can search your phone. And, and so you're not, you don't have the privacy uh, protection by the Constitution or any of the other protections that you might have under the Constitution. So let me understand this correctly. You're saying if you are a permanent resident or a citizen, this probably would not happen to you because you're protected by that the Constitution. Correct. That is correct. They will not do that to you. But when you are a visitor, when, you are, when you're coming into the United States without being either a citizen or a green card holder, they can, they have the right to do that. And, and then now in this case, they found out that she worked. And that's exactly what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. and, and very often, and in fact, just about a couple of months ago, uh, we, we had a case in which the uh, same thing happened. And they, they put them on what they call expedited removal. Right. Which means you can, you, there's so little you can do. Mm -hmm. Which means they, it's, it's as if they, you never entered the United States. And then you're outside the United States. Therefore, they just put you in the plane and send you back. Mm 
And it's a black mark against you for any future visas? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Matter of fact, you won't be able to enter the United States for five years. Really? Wow. And then and then you go, to go try and get another visa at the, at the consulate. So, uh, they're going, they're going, they going to deny it too. So let's say you, you found yourself, somebody found themselves in this particular position. Would they call you, uh, they, would they have an option to call a lawyer and say, hey, help me out? Could the attorney do anything? That is the other thing. Uh, they, they, they are not, they're not entitled to counsel. Oh, wow. At the border. So you're the only thing. The only thing that people who come like that and are 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 asked to return, they should immediately, if if they have a a fear of going back home, then they they should say that they are they they seek uh, what we call a a asylum. Okay, mm-hmm. and if they if they sought asylum, right. Then they will hold them, but they won't release them. They will, they will still hold them in custody, and and they will go through what we call a credible fear interview. Okay. So the the, the whoever is there, uh, the, the, the there will be an asylum officer who will come out and talk to you and examine your claim for asylum. Mm-hmm. And during that interview, if the asylum officer is convinced that you have a credible fear, then they will say, okay, you can proceed to file an application for asylum. Mm-hmm. Okay? And at that point, you get a chance to go to the immigration service, to at least to the court or to the ICE folk, and ask for bond. George, there's and a caller on the line who has a question for you. Yes. If Jawahar can patch him in. Oh, okay. Yeah, his uh, question basically is why don't uh, why doesn't someone come through the southern border because thousands of immigrants, you know, are trying to cross the border at the south. Right, but just to put a period on what I was asking George. So in other words, if you're caught like this, they, uh, you put into this little solitary cell or holding cell and then you uh, you're interviewed by the 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 official about um, the ability to uh, to seek asylum. That's the only recourse at that point. And if you don't have that, then you have to have pretty good reasons for, uh, for asking for this. So most of the time, people don't have this and they're just going to go on the next plane back, right? Um, you know, I didn't, hear, I didn't hear all of what you were saying. Can you repeat that? Jawar, can you have the uh, caller call in and then we can go back to this? Right. About the recourse. Right. Okay. So hold on uh, for a minute. George, there's a caller on the line who has a question for you. Hold on. Yeah, sure. Here you go. Go ahead, caller. Mr. Willie, I have, yeah, I have a simple question for you, Mr. Willie. Is it simpler yes. for somebody who is planning to come to USA just walking through the south southern border, just like we had two million people walked in in the last six months or so, or try to go through this, you know, this legal process where you have to show everything, you know, get all kind of vaccinations, because it seems like nobody's being sent back from southern border. So why spend twenty, thirty, forty thousand on trying to come in legally when you can just walk in through southern border, and you are guaranteed to stay in here? You're gonna get probably better treatment and probably faster resolution given the political, you know, situation. Right. You would ever get it 
from people who has H1 and those, because I have friends who are hold, hold H1 on. for the last 14 years. Hold on, hold on. Let's have Mr. Billy yeah, respond. Yeah, because I think there okay, are a, there are a go lot ahead. of Indians and Pakistanis who are okay, let's, let's let George respond to yeah, this. Yeah. Well, first of all, I, and I appreciate the, call, the, the, the question, but let me, let me ask him. First of all, has he, ever, has he gone to the border to see how this is handled? <laughs> you can tell him. <laughs> handle the way he thinks it is handled. So, First of all, those who come into the country, they are, if they if they manage to come into the country, and if they first of all, of course, they have to come to the border and present themselves to a officer and declare that they are coming to seek asylum. Okay, now from there the process is they are then put in custody. They are kept in some sort of a place where they can't leave. Okay? They are not just released into the country. Now, so they're held there, and, and if there's no room for them to be held, they're sent back to Mexico. Okay? The Supreme Court, just as you all know, just about a month ago, uh, reinstated the... Article the, 42. Article 42, right? right. Yeah. Yes. The, so, 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 and that means that you can, you, you can ask them to go back to Mexico and stay until their case is processed. Right. And no. they're being processed in Mexico. Now, where do they live in Mexico? Well, they're on the streets. George, right? George, and uh, so, hold, hold, George, hold on. That is why people George, George, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on, hold on a minute. Uh, we're almost uh, at a commercial break, so I'm going to go to the commercial break. We'll be back, folks. Don't go away. US Sorry, news. I got it. World news. Movie reviews. And local community roundup. Every Saturday. 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramon. Indo-American News Radio. I पत्थर नहीं जो टूट जाऊं मुझे कमजोर ना समझना मैं महाराजा का हीरा हूं एक झलक में चमक जाऊं महाराजा ज्वेलर्स ट्रेडिशन ऑफ स्ट्रेंथ स्ट्रेंथ ऑफ प्योरिटी हैप्पी वैलेंटाइंस डे फ्रॉम महाराजा ज्वेलर्स सच्चे प्यार का सच्चा तोहफा महाराजा ज्वेलर्स 5821 हिलक्रॉफ्ट ब्रिंगिंग डायमंड्स टू लाइफ Looking for fresh homemade spices? Chandrika Masala is the place. Chandrika Masala Retail Outlet at Factory Location, 13220 Morphy Road. Chandrika Masala, 100% homemade spices, attas and chutneys. 713-789-3088. Chandrikamasala.com. 713-789-3088. Indo-American News Radio India News US News World News Movie Reviews And Local Community Roundup Every Saturday 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM Hi, I'm Jawahar I'm Sanchali And I'm Pramod Indo-American News Radio George, you're still with us? Yes, I Hello, I think our caller is also still with us Yeah, I... Yeah, I just said, you know, I, I, uh, Mr. Willie, can you please tell average person that how much, including lawyer fee, on average, f- 
a person spends to get a green card, let's say coming legally here. No, 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 no. Wait a, wait a minute, wait a minute. Excuse me. Hold on, hold on. I got, I got to interrupt. Yeah, that because was not we're, the we're, topic of our we're discussion going, today. We're going off track, and we have we want to talk to Mr. Willie okay. about the Facebook social right. media thing. But thank you so much for calling in. Hopefully, but you can call if George gives out his number. You can call him. No, I was just I was just going to say that the amount of money you spend on that, you can spend it in a hotel in Mexico and stay there until you, know, you, you, you get the permission to stay here. You do have a but point, but you have to put up with all those Mexicans. You know, that's the problem. <laughs> oh, that's not the right way to say it. That's right. That's not, not very diplomatic. All right. But, uh, okay, thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Yes. So, George, we were talking about Facebook. So, so when you do come, uh, and and you know they can re- they can ask to for you to produce your phone or your computers, and they will go over it. And then, as I said, the 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 law allows them to do that. Uh, and and once they have done that, and they discover that you have it happens not only in the cases where people come who have worked here or coming to work here, but it also happens when people come here. Uh, with an intention to get married to someone who they who is a U.S. citizen or a green card holder, uh, but they are coming on a business visa, uh, which they are not supposed to, right? Uh, yes. Because the intention, if the intention was to marry and become a green card holder, you you are not supposed to use the the visitor's visa. Correct. So so you come there and they check your phone, check your check your phone. You know the 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 the, the lovers have been talking to each other, right? Oh, certainly. So, uh, so <laughs> they'll have all these sometimes X-rated things, right? <laughs> yeah. And 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 so so they find out. Oh, so you're coming here to get married? That's what you're here for, and therefore you shouldn't be using your visitor's visa to do that. Correct. Stay yeah. back there. Your your husband or your wife should find for you. And then you should come through like everybody else, you know, stand in line mm-hmm. and not not break the line. So, so things of that nature also occur. So that is why you know we generally advise people if in the, those circumstances, uh, you know, don't bring your phones. Yeah. You know? Uh, you know. Is there any no other issue. way that they would be able to find out about these? Uh, you know. Uh, social postings. Uh. Yeah, once they one not everybody they don't check on everybody, but you know if they think the person if they, if they you know, and these guys see so many people, right? So they know the body language. Yeah. You know the the little extra, uh, you know the eyelid closing and opening. Uh, the fluttering, know, the fluttering uh, of eyelids. They, 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 they register that. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, the blinking of the eye, uh, the, the, the the sudden scratching of the nose, hmm. you know, all of those things, these guys watch. Hmm. And they uh, watch the body language. And George, if and, your postings are uh, on the social media, if they're public, then I'm sure the... Uh, Oh, the immigration people can just uh, get a hold of it. Yeah, just yeah. do a search and uh, uh, get that information. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. You know, this Facebook. You know, everybody puts everything on Facebook these yeah, days. Yeah. Thank God I don't do that. <laughs> but George, tell me something. <laughs> S- tell me something. Um, 
This uh, we're talking about the U.S. Customs and the immigration officials. Do you? I've yes. heard stories CBP. that I've heard yes. stories that this happens when you go to other airports. For example, one person told me that it happened to them in Dubai. Mm. Mm. Have you heard that? Well, you, the, the, now you know you know that we have pre-screening. The U.S. has pre-screening. If you come to the United States. Uh, they, they, sometimes they pre-screen you in certain countries. Like in Canada, and, yeah, and, yeah. And therefore you don't get screened here. Everything is done there. Mm-hmm. So that if they catch you with something, they, send, they won't let you uh, board the plane to the U.S. Right, like Istanbul, they do it all the time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you yeah. were talking about uh, what is the recourse if you're barred entry. So what can one do? Well, you know, so, so these are all discretionary. There's, there's very little you can do. Uh, however, if you if you think you have been done, you know you've, this is they have done this, you know, improperly or or they based it on some bad, bad evidence or bad uh, information, uh, you can you can take that up again where you go back to the consulate and you ask for a visa and they say no, we can't give you a visa. You were denied. You you had worked and all that, and then at that point you can challenge that denial at the consulate. Mm-hmm. And then you know you make the case. You 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 write a brief. You tell them, hey, you know this is the reason that uh, I did say this. So this is why such information was on my phone, or the information that was on the phone was misinterpreted by the officer. That's not what happened. So Here can a U.S. lawyer represent that person at that point? Well, we do represent them at the consulate, yes. At the consulate, but not in the holding cell when they're here at the Well, well we, we do too. We do, we, because, you know, they, they respect us. If, if, the, if the client calls us or, or somebody re- related to them calls us, uh, then we will call the, uh, the CBP office and, and they will respond to our request and we will be able to represent that person. Unfortunately... The, the this expedited removal process is set up in such a way that they have blocked all the avenues for for us to do much. Mm-hmm. Okay, once uh, somebody has been uh, uh, re- removed on an expedited basis, they actually put to put that person in front of a, a judge. Oh, I uh, see. And the and the judge hears the case and uh, and you know makes a decision right on the spot. Right, I understand. Uh, and and then the judge is not convinced, right? Uh, let's say that you know you you are a Hindu and and you are from India, and you live in a Hindu area, and and you're saying you can't go, you're afraid to go back home uh, for religious reasons. Yeah, that, uh, that, say, well, <laughs> that make where, what, what's the fear you have? You right, know, and, uh, you, you don't, George, if you don't quite express and articulate uh, 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 credible. Right. Uh, George, I'm going to have to interrupt you. And we're almost right. out of time. But I, before we go, folks, we were talking to uh, eminent uh, immigration attorney George Willey. He can be reached at 281-265-2522. As you can tell, he has a wealth of knowledge about immigration issues. And um, he can certainly help you in the process. George, thank you once again. We look forward to having you on again our show, uh, on our show next month. Looking forward to it. Thank you so thank, much. Thank you so thank much. You, George. Right. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. All the best. Take care.
And with that, we're going to be going to a commercial break very shortly, folks, and then we're going to be joined in by um, Harris County Assistant Dis- District Attorney Dak Cohen, who's in our office, in our studio right now. And uh, we are very uh, honored to have him with us. We'll be back, so don't go away. This is American News Radio. And as uh, we f- go away from the music, which was an interlude <laughs> to, our, to our guest, <laughs> I always get messed up with this. Yeah. I get messed up because we usually do a, a commercial break and then we go on to our next guest, who is, um, and I will introduce him. We are really happy to have with us uh, Dan Cohen. He's an assistant district attorney with the Harris County District. It's Attorney. Dak, right, Joel? Dak, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Did I say Dan? Yes. yes. Okay, Dak, you became Dan. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> and Dak is ve- very close to the Dallas Cowboys quarterback, right? <laughs> it is, it is. Though his his name is short for Dakota, and oh, okay. my, my parents had the genius idea to just keep it at Dak. Dak. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, good to have you with us. But uh, as I was saying, he's with the Harris County District Attorney's Office. He's currently assigned to the Adult Sex Crimes Division within the Special Victims Bureau where he prosecutes those engaged in human trafficking and child exploitation. Prior to coming to work for the Harris County District Attorney's Office and serving the citizens of Harris County, Dak was an assistant criminal district attorney for the Tarrant County Criminal District Attorney's Office, which is up in the Dallas area. Correct. Um, Under the Honorable Sharon Wilson, where he was assigned to the criminal division. Prior to beginning his legal career, Dak served in the United States Army for eight years as a cavalry scout, where he deployed in support of Operation Enduring Freedom. Following his service in the Army, Dak received his Bachelor of Arts degree in history from Texas A&M University and his Juris Doctor from the University of uh, North Texas College of Law. Welcome to the show, Dak, and thank you so much for making the trek to come to the show physically which is a milestone because the only people who actually come from the district attorney's office to the show have been district attorney came on. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm happy to be here and wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, and he's all, you know, suited, booted, you know, so professional. Well, Usually he, we are used to seeing people in shorts and sandals, you know, in the studio. But but he's an assistant district, district attorney. attorney. And yeah, he's probably got other commitments to go probably to. Probably so. And he came all the way from Tarrant County. <laughs> from, from that that was my uh, that was my first district attorney's office, but okay. usually if you ask my wife, my default clothes of choice is is flip flops and shorts. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, but, but I, just for y'all, I did put on the. Uh, the oh, we really appreciate it. <laughs> Thank that. you so much. Thank and you. Yeah, just for you, Sinchali also dressed up today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dak, thank you so much for, for joining us. We're, um, you know, one of the things that really is terrible, I see this on Beechnut Street when you're driving down. Beechnut from the Beltway all the way to 59. You see a lot of this, these um, pickup places for, and, and they're, they're exploiting young children, young young girls. I mean, there's even a sign in the middle of the median saying, you know, uh, something to the effect that prostitution is illegal, yada, yada, yada. You know what I'm talking about? A- absolutely. And, and unfortunately, you know, 
given the the topic that we're in being human trafficking, that is an all too familiar scene in you know our bigger cities, including you know Harris County and the Houston municipal area. Um, and it is heartbreaking to see, unfortunately. Yeah, so before we go uh, any further, we know that in 2022, President Biden declared this month of January the Human Trafficking Awareness and Prevention Month. Can you explain to us what human trafficking is? Is it the same as smuggling undocumented people across the border? Is it moving people around without their consent? Is it only in reference to sex workers? So um, first off, I think the president did a great job making that an awareness month. It's been much needed. Um, as to the difference between trafficking and smuggling, um, well, for two reasons. There's two differences is that, um, first, they're two different criminal offenses. Uh, smuggling's a part. They're both governed under the same chapter under the Texas Penal Code, but they're different parts of it. Um, trafficking is under, I think, not to get too detailed, 28.02 of the Penal Code. And then smuggling is under, if I recall off the top of my head, um, let's see if I can remember. So they're all different, different things. Well, they Each can, one has its own definition. The, exactly. And also, specifically with smuggling doesn't require forces. And so in the law, we always have elements, which determines whether or not there's a cause of action in the civil world or in my world, the criminal world, whether there's been a crime. Um, in all trafficking cases, force has to be an element. Okay. You force that person. Whereas in smuggling, sometimes, not all the time, granted, we do see that those individuals, um, you know, were Will paid, pay, willfully, willfully yeah. or yeah. paid a fee or some other type of, right. you know, quid pro quo. And um, that's how they ended up in the United States. And a lot of times, honestly, I mean, there are times that we have prosecuted smuggling cases, but most of the time that is the helm of the federal government is smuggling. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then, you know, moving these people around without their consent or we don't know if they're actually getting their consent. Remember from Florida, he sent a bus full of people to New York. Generally, yeah. There, there could, it, yeah. yeah, possibly uh, not. I don't want to give too much of a legal opinion on that. Uh, but, you know, the, again, the biggest thing with trafficking is, is that it is by force. Mm-hmm. Um And a lot of the times what we see in our trafficking cases, what we prosecute is that force is either prostitution or sex assault, uh, physical violence, uh, coercion Mm -hmm. uh, is what really determines uh, trafficking. Additionally, the the punishment range on smuggling versus trafficking is different. Uh, A trafficking offense is a first degree felony, meaning it's punishable for any from anywhere from five years in prison to 99 years or life. Mm -hmm. Uh, Smuggling uh, starts off as a third degree felony, which is punishable by two to 10 years in the Texas Department of Corrections. So is uh, is there a certain ethnic group that's more targeted and and what's the lure for this? You know, in my time in the division, I've seen it targeted. um, Traditionally, what we've seen is uh, young women. Um, I'm sure that there has been instances, though I'm not personally aware of, of it being young men, but tr- what we've seen usually on average is it's young women and it's been everything from, uh, Caucasian women, um, women of uh, Asian descent, African-American women, Hispanic women. Uh, so I wouldn't, I I'm not sure if I'm comfortable saying that there's a particular <clears throat> demographic of female that's targeted other than that almost a majority of the time it is, um, young females. And what's the lure? The lure, well... I would say the lure for the traffickers is, is one, the money mm-hmm. and two, you know, the, the constant theme, theme that I've seen with the, with a lot of these human traffickers, generally pimps or other individuals that have control of these women is, um, somewhat of what I would call a God complex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they enjoy having control over another human being. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes we have situations where the, many times uh, there, these women come from somewhat of a, a very sad, uh, broken home mm-hmm. and they enter into this profession. But once they get in, they can't get out because that person uses fear. It's kind of cycle of violence, very similar to what we see with domestic violence, where that spouse doesn't can't get out of it. And what's mm-hmm. the penalty for prostitution? I mean, are the well for people who are involved like the girls are they affected or are, are they breaking the law or what, what exactly happens y- yes and un- you know under the law under texas penal code um being at what we call the, the seller i mean the, the prostitute herself that is a criminal offense um it is at this time it's a misdemeanor uh but what our office has done is something called project 180 mm-hmm. and um not to bore y'all with the details on the requirements to do that di- pre-trial diversion program But under that pretrial diversion program, if they meet certain requirements, then they are forensically interviewed. That way we can kind of get to the root of who is uh, trafficking them, who is forcing them into this lifestyle. And they talk with a forensic interviewer. And at that time, then we and some other uh, mitigation is done. And then their case is dismissed because what we're focused on primarily is going after the people that put these women in the, in the, right. the first place. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. as a, as an assistant district attorney and uh, DA Ogwood has said this many times, you know, our job is to enforce the law. And at this time it is a, it is a crime to engage in prostitution. Okay. Well, you know, uh, it's, it's certainly a subject that has drawn a lot of attention from the DA's office, and we wanted to explore this a little bit further. We're going to be going to a commercial break, on, uh, f- actually, for uh, a little while. So, uh, folks, uh, we'll continue on with this conversation yeah, with Dak Cohen. Yeah, stay tuned. And, uh, we'll be right back. If you have any questions, by the way, for Dak, you can always call us at 281-277-6874, and we'll be happy to relay them on. So don't go away. This is Indo American News Radio. We will be back after these messages and with... Uh, Dak Cohen. Dak Cohen. It's not Dan Cohen, it's Dak Cohen. Masala <laughs> Radio. You're listening to Masala Radio. 107.5 KGLK HD4 Lake Jackson and 98.7 FM K254BZ Fairbanks. Masala. Hi, main hu aapki Bebo. Kya aap ready hain for an incredible jewelry shopping experience? To aaiye Malabar Gold and Diamonds ki nayi showroom Dallas mein at 5811 Preston Road, Frisco. Discover over 30,000 jewelry designs spread across a luxurious shopping area of 5,000 square feet. Iske alawa aap pa sakte hain assured gold coins on your diamond and precious gem jewelry purchases worth $1000 and above until the 29th of January. Malabar Gold and Diamonds. Celebrate the beauty of life if you think you're keeping up with the news tell us what you know get on the indo-american news radio quiz show i think i know this the only quiz of its kind on desi radio in the u.s and win points a prize laughs and make friends to get on the indo-american news radio email today indo-american news at yahoo.com or call 713-789-6397 indo-american news radio on masala 98.7 FM every Saturday 3 to 6 p.m. with Jawahar Sanchali Pramod and Jyoti. 
इंडो अमेरिकन न्यूज रेडियो इंडिया न्यूज यूएस न्यूज वर्ल्ड न्यूज मूवी रिव्यूज एंड लोकल कम्युनिटी राउंड अप एवरी सैटरडे फोर टू सिक्स पी एम ऑन मसाला नाइनटी एट Welcome back folks this is uh, Indo American News Radio and we're talking to Dak Cohen who's the assistant uh, district attorney for the Harris County District Attorney's office and he uh, is talking to us about human trafficking and also smuggling and now you mentioned Dak a project 180 that is used as a way to turn the people's lives around those who have been trafficked and that it's supported by a grant and then there may be some halfway houses they can put them in tell us um, about that well Yes, it is supported by a grant and other means of funding. Um, but the Project 180, principally what we're hoping to do is um, to take the individual who's been selling, um, the, the prostitute herself, the seller, and to, um, as, as it's in 180, 180 degrees, turn them around. And primarily the way we do that and kind of our hope is to kind of stop it at the source is to have her forensically interviewed. to ha- to ask her questions to find out who exactly is doing this cuz what we could find out is other fe- crimes have happened uh she quite well have could have been a victim of sexual assault mm-hmm. um obviously she's engaged in trafficking already um as a victim of that and so that way we're not just building up her criminal record because also if you pick up enough uh prostitution seller convictions then your next time getting picked up for it could be a felony So we want to try and avoid that and give this person the tools to not go back to this lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Uh because we know that, you know, unfortunately the seller is a is a byproduct of the trafficker's actions. Yeah, the Certainly. rehabilitation is It, It's is, very similar to kind of what the yeah. military has done when I was in of what we called counterinsurgency, which is you win the hearts and minds of the people instead of making everybody your enemy, mm-hmm. and that way they'll take you to who the real bad guys are. Uh-huh. And uh, Dak um uh you know human trafficking uh, affects uh, even the people who are born in the US and live here absolutely so what are some of the uh, red flags uh, teenagers should be aware of uh well what i would say the red flags just if you're out and about obviously when you see younger females or younger people in like uh jay pointed out out on the streets at you know unusual times of the day that's a massive red flag but what i also tell you would say to younger individuals who have friends or they're concerned is, is that you know individuals who are acting out who all of a sudden have uh very expensive items mm. um who um have just utter constant behavior changes changes seeing them out in public seeing them um with older men that kind of thing and mm-hmm. wearing very revealing clothing uh, yeah <laughs> yeah uh, clothing that would reveal somewhat more that could that could possibly be a sign but the but the biggest thing is you know behavioral changes um and more so i would say that's uh, the biggest thing though to look for is not so much the kids looking out for the other kids but as adults when you see you know young young persons out on a street corner mm-hmm. or out in the public street on those areas that we know to be somewhat notorious for prostitution that's that's a big, that's probably one of the bigger red flags too but uh, young teenagers are you know increasingly being targeted through social media and uh, is being used as a tool in human trafficking does that happen here a lot in Harris Ma- County massively um, oh. i would say Harris County is arguably in my opinion the front line of human trafficking right now. Really? Uh given the size I mean if you think about it our office itself is the 
and I could be wrong saying this, the third largest district attorney's office. I believe last time I checked, he's the city of Houston is the fourth largest in the country. Right. We're a diverse city. We're a massive city. And given that we have multiple major highways and interstates going through here, it's kind of the prime area for human trafficking. Mm-hmm. Um, I've and heard it's like Houston is number one. It, it, I, I don't know. I don't know for sure if it's number one, but if that was, if that, if that actually is the case, it wouldn't surprise me. Mm. Um, but social media plays a massive part in trafficking, um, especially with the youth, because the youth are young females are usually the target of human trafficking. Um, and because so many of them are using social media, um, I would say they go hand in hand. So what are some of the social media red flags teenagers should be aware uh, of? I would say, obviously, uh, anybody who's messaging you who you don't know, who's offering you money or offering you, uh, you know, tangible goods, mm-hmm. you know, material things. We've seen that quite a bit before. Um, individuals, um, in terms of what, when you see other people observing, you know, younger individuals on social media, um, you know, somewhat revealing clothing, um, revealing themselves, um, talking about money, flaunting money, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Um, what, but, Go ahead. Yeah, so uh, it, once you see su- such uh, behavior, can you take it upon yourself to call up the DA's office and say, hey, I think something's going on? Yeah, well, what, the, what should the teenager do? Well, the, the best thing for the teenager to do is to alert alert their parent or alert law enforcement. The DA, the biggest thing, um, and a lot of people get this somewhat confused, is that some people do immediately call the DA's office. We now there are times when we do accept, you know, build a case from the ground up. But generally, most of the time what happens is a law enforcement agency does the investigation and then they file charges with our office. We review that to see if there is probable cause. And then if we determine that's the case, then we accept those charges. And then we then present if it's a felony charge, present it to a grand jury to be indicted. Mm. So the best thing to do would be to contact any adult (coughs) authority figure in your life. And then if and then and or uh, contact law enforcement, your local law enforcement agency. So what would the parent or caregiver do? Like what would they look out for Uh, in terms of their own children? If Mm -hmm. they have concerns of it, again, going back to uh, abrupt, abrupt behavioral changes, a sudden influx of uh, material goods, high value material goods. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes what we have seen is when that individual has engaged in this type of sex trafficking, uh, being somewhat more, I guess, uh, sexually mature and acting that out with their with their peers, with their other people of their same age. Mm-hmm. We've seen that before. But yeah, those are generally, it's the same thing. So they should also reach out to the DA's Abs- office. Uh, okay. Reach out to law enforcement first. Okay. And then... Okay. And then, and then, the, then law enforcement with the with their case, they will refer it to us for charges. Mm-hmm. So, are there any big obstacles that your office faces in order to bring you uh, to prosecute any human trafficker? Yes, I mean, I would say that the one of the biggest obstacles is a lot of people think the, the general public thinks sometimes that we that human trafficking is just simply prostitution. Um, almost always, when I've handled these cases. On top of the compelling of prostitution, the trafficking of persons, there's almost a lot of the time uh, possession of child pornography charges because we have to remember these individuals are minors a lot of the time. So, and the, the people that are exploiting them are taking pictures of them in mm-hmm. lewd positions, um, and that is going out there into the internet or they're sending it to prospective uh, buyers. 
So a lot of the times it's not just the trafficking, it is uh, child pornography. A lot of sexual assault goes on with these women um, and a lot of online solicitation. Right. So usually when we see these cases, we're looking at a whole web of charges. And I think it's every citizen's responsibility. You know, Dak, I'm a pharmacist. So in our continuing education in the state of Texas, every year when I renew my license, I have to do two hours of compulsory uh, continuing education on human trafficking. So it is everyone's responsibility to look out for the signs and symptoms and report it, you know, do their due diligence. Absolutely. So I'm thinking that it is a huge problem in the state of Texas, and that's why we are having to do it. Absolutely. And and the, and the thing also is, I should add, um, you know, when it comes to, you know, there's also a notion that prostitution in and of itself, mm-hmm. sometimes with the public, that, well, at the end of the day, oh, guys, this is, you know, well, it, it's sexual, you know, why are we, you know, same argument that some people make about drug prosecution. Mm-hmm. Hey, well, if that person wants to do it, that's their business. Well, the problem with that is, is that, and that thought is that a lot of these girls, maybe for argument's sake, let's say they did enter, they originally entered this voluntary. Once they're in, there's very rarely getting out without it's it being because difficult. there's a cycle of violence, there's coercion, they have nowhere else to turn to. So really what prostitution is at the end of the day, it is, as it implies, the trafficking of humans, mm-hmm. but it's the trafficking of human flesh. And so, and it's not just girls, it's no. young boys. It can, yes, yeah, it can absolutely be young boys. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, granted, what I've seen here has been a lot of young women. That's not to say that there haven't been young boys. There surely has been. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, like I said, it really affects everybody, usually, though, of a young, younger age. Right. Uh, Dak, is there a website that we can go to uh, to learn more and help our children and loved ones be aware of this uh, problem? Absolutely. What I would recommend that people go and look up is there's an organization called NICMIC, which Mm -hmm. stands for the National Center uh, for Missing and Exploited Children. Uh, That can be found at www.missingkids.org. NICMIC, I would say, is one of the most valuable allies. A lot of times, NICMIC... um, not to go into too much detail, but when we do get a lot of these trafficking cases, as I alluded to earlier, there's always a, um, a lot of times there's a child pornography aspect to it mm-hmm. that we get with those charges and those become additional charges. Nick Mick does an amazing job with a lot of the internet providers like Google and others of monitoring the internet and making sure anytime anybody's downloading and referring that. So they're not only helping with just trafficking, they're also helping with the fight against child pornography, which is another thing, a a huge thing of what our section does, the human trafficking and child exploitation section. So filtering out the wrong websites. Absolutely, and referring it to law enforcement when they do see individuals downloading it, Mm -hmm. uploading it. Yeah. And uh, that's the biggest thing is, you know, people obviously think of prostitution when they think of human trafficking. But I would say... That's 50% of it. The other 50% is the child exploitation aspect, Correct. the child pornography and the online solicitation. So, uh, Dak, what can you tell a victim that wants to testify but is scared to do so in order for them to feel confident about testifying against a trafficker? It's very difficult. It is. Yeah. It, it absolutely is, especially because um, that individual, not all the time, they're, they're um, not to paint a broad brush, but we've seen a trend where that individual to begin with before they found themselves in this part of their life came from, you know, an unhappy family situation. Perhaps they had previously been a victim of some form of sexual abuse. So already we're dealing with a person who has gone through extreme trauma that's been now compounded with the trafficking aspect. What I always tell my victims is, uh, what I always try and tell them is this, 
without you, this person's going to go on and do this to girls just like you. And this is the best way. And I'm sure you do you, what you've lived through. You're not going to want to have happen to any other girl your age. Mm-hmm. So without, with you involved in this, we're going to ensure that no other girl has to go through what you've been through and suffer the trauma. So that's going to be, that's what I tell my victims. But wouldn't they be scared that the, the trafficker might come back and hurt them? That that is a fear that a lot of them have. So does the law provide any protection? They do witness protection. So what we have, not necessarily witness, but that's more witness protection is more of a federal thing, and that that is for individuals who are um, testifying uh, in federal cases. What we do offer, we have at the DA's office under uh, DA Og, we have a rich resource of uh, social workers and uh, victims advocates who ensure everything from connecting them with proper housing. Um, with uh, mental health workers, to putting them in connection with therapists to help them with that. And also not to mention, um, we do have a rather robust human trafficking and child exploitation uh, task forces within each law enforcement agency who do make it a point to look out for these women. And also there is the bond conditions. And a lot also we have the ability to, if we are able to prove it to the courts, hold those individuals with no bond. So that way they're held in pretrial custody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that way we don't have to, th- that person doesn't have to worry about that person Being harassing the streets, them. harassing them. Exactly. And, and I always tell them, you know, I, I have no problem at all. Um, if any, any trafficker steps out of line, let's say they are on a bond, uh, within five seconds, if we have the information, the evidence to do that, we'll be filing a, a motion to revoke their bond and hold them at no bond. Uh, okay. okay. Uh, Dak, uh, in these human trafficking situations, you know, you have the pimp on the street, but Behind them, are there large organizations? Syndicates. Yeah. There can be. Uh, there is, uh, at times, um, an organized crime. organized, element. yeah. Yes. That's what... And a lot of times, that's where we, there is quite a bit of cooperation between us and our, and our uh, federal peers um, at the U.S. Attorney's Office. Um, and so, but yes, there are times, sometimes we have individuals who have, on their own, decide to turn into, um, you know, trafficking and then, you know, forcing these women in that lifestyle. And then other times you're right. It is part of an organized crime, whether it's, um, cartels or whatever, et cetera. Um, that, that does, ha- that does happen quite a bit. And when we get that information, we dig deep into it. And if it warrants it, uh, we immediately notify, uh, the department of justice on that. We have a good, pretty good working relationship with the U S attorney's office here in Houston. Uh, cause they do, they themselves also, uh, do quite a bit of work in human trafficking and child exploitation. So when we started the interview, I mentioned to you on beach nut, there's a couple of signs on each direction with a yellow, big yellow sign warning people not to, uh, pick up anybody that this uh, prostitution is illegal. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Um, did that, come from the the HPD or did it come from the DA's office? That I don't know. I don't believe it came from us, but I could be wrong. That might have been a municipal decision. We we don't, uh, as the DA's office, we don't, um, you know, enforce any type of, you know, putting posting signage. That is up to the resident law enforcement agency or the municipal local government. Um, I still, I think it's a great idea, whoever did do that, um, you know, to put it out, to make it clear. Because that's the biggest thing, too, is a lot of people even buyers don't necessarily educate themselves or nobody bothered to do that. By the way, this is, this is a felony. I mean, mm-hmm. if you, if you attempt to solicit the services of a prostitute, it is a state jail felony. Um, so you will be and if convicted, you'll be a convicted felon. Um, 
And so a lot of individuals are going under the assumption that, oh, well, this is just a misdemeanor. You know, what are the, but this is a felony. I mean, it's, it's very serious. Just like with trafficking, um, you know, it's a first degree felony. That is a, again, you could be sent to up to life in prison. If, if we, if we meet our burden as the state and prove beyond a reasonable doubt that you engaged in trafficking, you, you could be going to prison for up to life. Yeah. And that, uh, I think, uh, the city of Houston, the mayor's office has a office of human trafficking. Yes, I believe they do. Yeah. So they may have put up those signs on beach. Right. That's true. That's true. You know, in my continuing education, I learned some of the long-term effects, not only on the physical health, mental health, they cannot bear children. You know, these victims of sex trafficking, they... And they've never had like any checkups in a long time, and you know, I, I wouldn't the list be goes su- on and on and on. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. I would, that would not surprise me. Um, it, 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 you know, with that fact, um, again, like I said, this is it, it isn't simply a woman engaging in, in pain for sex, like sometimes the media and and society tends to kind of boil it down to. Right. This is a trafficking of a person, and you know, they no longer have a choice much of the time in this. Mm-hmm. And part of that trauma, like you said, you know, STDs, violence yes. against them. And they're ostracized. I mean, even if they want to come back to normal life, normalcy, you know, it's absolutely. Yeah. Dag, before we run out of time, and we've only got about uh, 90 seconds left, is there a number that people can call or a website they can go to? I, I would say the, uh, the Nick Mick website, the uh, Miss, and I'll pull that back up for you. The uh, www.missingkids.org. That is the uh, website for the National Center of uh, Missing and Exploited Children. Uh, that is our best resource. And then other than that, anybody that suspects of you know trafficking and, and child exploitation, um, to call your, your, your local law enforcement agency. and Call 911, I yes. guess? Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much, Dak. Absolutely. We really enjoyed it. Dak uh, Cohen, we've been talking to him. He's an assistant district attorney with the Harris County District Attorney's Office. He's currently assigned to the Adult Sex Crimes Division. And we were talking to him about human trafficking and child exploitation. Learned quite a bit over here. And, you know, it is, by the way, January is the, is the month for awareness of this kind of crime. So, folks, uh, if you want to be involved somehow or the other to help stem this, You've hopefully gathered enough information here to go forward. Thank you very much, Dak. Absolutely. My pleasure. <clears throat> yeah, it was a pleasure ha- having you on our show. We learned a Thank lot. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. India News. U.S. News. World News. Movie Reviews. And Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday. 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Prabhon. Indo-American News Radio. Mahesh's Kitchen, an upscale Indian restaurant and bar in Sugarland Town Center. Where authentic organic cuisine meets beautiful modern decor. With vegetarian, Jain, and gluten free options. 100% halal. Do go with Bento Box and Uber Eats. Maheshiskitchen.com. Catering for up to 300. Mahesh's Kitchen, fine dining. A tribute to Mahesh Puranik. 
This is the life. Sipping on a margarita. Lounging on the top deck of the Royal Caribbean's Allure of the Seas. Yes, honey, we are on the largest cruise ship in the world. Mm. We'll dine at the amazing restaurants, enjoy Broadway shows and gambling casinos. Sail the Allure of the Seas every Sunday from Galveston to Cozumel, Costa Maya and Roatan. Call Deepti Mehta at Travel Express at 713-468-7000 to get exclusive special offers. She can save you a bundle and get you the best cabins. Patanjali Wellness offers Ayurveda, Nature Care, Marma Therapy, Reiki and Yoga services. Come in for a complimentary dosha analysis to understand your body's composition. Integrated consultation starts at $70 an hour, including a free follow-up. Customized wellness programs from $5.99 for 3 days and the Panchakarma Ayurvedic Bio Detox Program $14.99 for 7 days. Call 281-456-3229 or visit patanjaliwellness.us. On high Highway 90 and Commerce Green in Sugarland. Indo-American News Radio. India News. U.S. News. World News. Movie Reviews. And Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday. 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo-American News Radio. Welcome back, listeners. Uh, now we are, I'm very pleased to introduce Donna Murphy. Donna is a neurologist, neuroscientist, historian of science, and community organizer educated at Harvard and Baylor College of Medicine. She organizes at the intersections of race, poverty, immigration, and health. In 2020, Donna co-founded the Patient-Centered Justice and Equity-Oriented Political Action Committee, Doctors in Politics. Driven by the same ethos, she has co-founded Prognosis, a public benefit tech-enabled startup that leverages community to reduce radicalized health disparities in dementia through culturally responsive and language-specific access to health information, peer support, and clinical trials. Outside of work, Donna is a wife and mother of two fiercely feminist daughters. Welcome to our show, Donna. Thank you so much. Donna has such a pretty smile. (laughs) Donna, it was really great having you here. I know that you're also pressed for time because apparently you have another event that you're going to. Yes. Thank you for having me. Right. But uh, the the topic that we were going to talk about is uh, health disparities and dementia. And dementia by itself is such a terrible regression of the human mind. Uh, Help us a little bit with that. What exactly uh, are the telltale signs of dementia? Right. So there are uh, many different kinds of dementia, the most common of which is Alzheimer's dementia. Mm -hmm. Um, And in that dementia in particular, you have um, some compromise of your short-term memory. Um, that's the most uh, the most common um, symptom um, that that people will report. They might have some trouble with word finding. Um, there might be some behavioral changes early as well. So some social withdrawal um, that's also uh, common. Um, a lot of people actually confuse, especially early symptoms of dementia with signs of normal aging and Uh it's important to distinguish between the two because 
you know, most people will age normally. It's two thirds of the population by the time you're 90 years of age um, will not have dementia. Mm -hmm. But a third of the population by that age will have dementia. And the reason why you want to get an early diagnosis is because you can get put onto medications that can slow down the progression of the disease. Um, and that's, you know, useful early, but obviously if it's already advanced significantly, that's not going to help you that much. Like what? What kind of medication? would? There are a couple of medications now that have been around for decades. Um, one of them is the generic form is called Mimantine. Um, and then the other one is Namenda. Namenda and Mimantine are the same thing. Oh, I'm sorry. The generic name for Namenda is Memantine. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Donepazil. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, Donepazil. Yeah, yeah, I'm a pharmacist. I'm what? sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. What's That's the right. other medicine? It's, it's Donepazil, which is the generic um, for Aricept, and then uh, Memantine, which is the generic for Namenda. Yes, that's correct. So how does one test for uh, dementia? dementia? Are there are tests that you can take? Yes. So it's a clinical diagnosis still. So you would go to your primary care physician if they feel competent to make that diagnosis. Um, you can also go to a geriatric psychiatrist or a neurologist. Those are the other specialists who will make that diagnosis. And it's really just a clinical history, um, the symptoms that you've been having, the time over which those symptoms have appeared and evolved. Um, and then also, um, you know, your family history that might indicate some increased risk for the disease. Um, they want to rule out other things that might give you some similar symptoms. Like you could have a change in medication that causes cognitive symptoms, uh, right? Mm -hmm. So they want to make sure that you don't have that or, you know, a recent infection, something that could compromise your cognitive abilities, um, but that is reversible. Oh, okay. um, if, if those things are ruled out and it is clear that over a period of time you're advancing, and there are also some bedside tests that they can have you do, some cognitive tests, um, then they can make a clinical diagnosis of dementia. Sometimes they will order a brainwave test or an EEG. Sometimes they will order brain imaging, but that's not necessary. Um, yeah, the main thing is to rule out uh, causes that are reversible. Okay. Go ahead. So... But a lot of people, they, they, they're not savvy enough to understand that this is happening, right? To them or to their loved ones. So they try to understand it on their own from whatever little uh, other sources of information they might have. And, and then, then they kind of make the, uh, the connection that this may be dementia. It, it, that's obviously not very scientific. I mean, should people at that point be going to see a doctor and saying, hey, Yes, absolutely. So if, you know, people actually do notice that they have some change in their thinking ability or in their mood, um, that is always worth pursuing with your doctor. And they can t tell you, um, you know, whether this is a diagnosis, for instance, of depression, right, versus dementia, that also there is a lot of um, overlap. Um and it's, it's important to do that because if, again, if you get an early diagnosis, you can be put on the medications that can slow down the progression of the disease. But furthermore, you can get the counsel that is required, um, the prognosis for the disease, right, um, to, to make the plans that you need to make so that your, uh, your journey with the disease is not as cumbersome, is not as, um, yeah, difficult, really, for not just you, but for the people who will ultimately care for you. Because this is a disease that makes you less and less independent mm -hmm. with time. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Donna, uh, I work in a physical rehab hospital where there's physical therapists, speech therapists, and uh, occupational therapists. So the speech therapists, they do some cognitive skills studies. So they can also diagnose uh, signs of dementia. 
you know, that's a great question. I'm not actually sure like how okay. the reimbursement works for who can diagnose right, what right, in that right. way. So normally would your geriatrician or who would actually make the clinical diagnosis of it's, dementia? It's generally pe- the neurologist. The or, neurologist. So you yeah. have to go to a neurologist for a, a solid uh, diagnosis. I mean, you can get it from a, a general practitioner, like a primary care right. physician. Okay. It's just a matter of how comfortable they are, how mm-hmm. often they see those they patients. They would probably send you to a them. neurologist. Yeah. Most for, of them do. Yeah. Most of them do. So the yeah. neurologist is the one that might prescribe any of these two drugs? Typically, yes. Okay. But and a PCP can yes. as well. But once, yeah. do, do the drugs help arrest the increase? Slow the progress, I guess. Right? That's right. Yeah. It do, nothing helps to stop the advance of the disease and but, nothing helps to reverse the disease. But it slows it down. It slows it down. It slows it down. But the other things to, to be aware of is that you can do other things yourself to slow it down and even to prevent or to delay the onset of the disease. Like what? Um, so some of the things are regular exercise, moderate exercise, right? So like three to five times a week, 30 minutes um, to 60 minutes a day, moderate um, uh, eating properly, like a, a good, like kind of Mediterranean diet, low fat, high, high in vegetables, um, making sure that you keep yourself um, cognitively challenged. Mm-hmm. So um, there's a high correlation between level of education. So like, you know, taking advanced classes, even as you're in your retirement, right? Um, to keep yourself sharp, uh, that can be helpful as well. Social engagement and activities that are meaningful to you. Mm-hmm. That's also really important. So if you like to volunteer in your community, if you like to work with animals, whatever it is that you like to do that is socially engaging, that is really helpful to keep you keep you kind of more cognitively sharp. Um, uh, are there ethnic uh, differences between people who uh, in the, the, the former dementia that's that comes along? Yes, the largest one, the largest like kind of racialized disparity is that African Americans have twice the incidence. Really? Really? Yes. Wow. Of dementia um, versus people who are white. And then other communities of color, they kind of fall in between. Mm-hmm. Um, so it Where is, do Asians fall in? Asians are pretty close to, supposedly, right? This is when we're looking at them not disaggregated. But if we look at Asians overall, it's they're supposedly pretty close to people who are white. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be slightly increased. And there's still going to be other kinds of disparities in terms of the kind of care and counsel that you would receive because people from our communities often have an English language barrier. There are other things that would you know make the journey still more challenging than it would be for somebody who is white and English-speaking. Right. Right, Donna, um, if... Uh, you know, uh, as you age uh, in your 70s and 80s, if you go into a room and not know what why you came there, is that a sign of or, or forgetting people's names? <laughs> yeah, that is very common. Yeah, so so if you do that and it's kind of like once in a while, or you kind of soon thereafter remember it, right? Then it could be just normal aging. Yeah. Yeah. It's when those things become more persistent and also they they progress. It's yeah. not just that, but now something else is added to that that has changed. Yeah, it's chronic. Yes. Yeah. So one of the worst things, I guess, you could do for someone who's suffering for this is to reinforce the fact that they didn't remember. Yeah, so somebody with dementia, it's not helpful to actually tell them or to argue with them that they can't remember what it what it is that they're forgetting, right? Because they can't help that. Um, so it's often just better to kind of validate them, um, just to listen to them. Um, yeah, a lot of people have trouble with like irritability. Um, 
and and again, it's like what happens with dementia is that you lose your ability to communicate, right, mm-hmm. over over time, and so there may be kind of fears. Um, or you know boredom. There could be a lot of pain, a lot of things that the the person who has the dementia is unable to express in language. Um, that 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 comes out as irritability, right, mm-hmm, or as aggression mm-hmm. or something like that. And so then it's your responsibility as the person who is taking care of them um, to be very patient and to explore all of uh, all of what possibly could be causing them the distress um, and to address that, right, and to make them feel comfortable. Well, so as Asians, do you know if there's any um, any, uh, by the way, Donna, you're Korean American, right? Right. So uh, as Asians, there are, um, are there different uh, community organizations that help Outreach people? Outreach programs. Yeah, that's... Because I, in their own language, you know, right, culture? Right. I mean, unfortunately, from what I've seen in the greater Houston area, there is not a ton of outreach on this particular issue. Um, and we, I think overall, not just Asians, we have aging populations. I think what is distinct about our communities, and this is, I think, pretty common across communities of color, is that we typically care for our elderly in our own homes. Right. So that's a very different experience than having the resources and also culturally being more amenable to putting somebody in a, in a facility right. or an institution. And it's often... In many, ways, in many ways more challenging <laughs> to have them in your own home. And despite the fact that we're all doing this work, it doesn't seem that there is a lot of discourse about it. Mm-hmm. You know, how difficult it is, the importance of kind of community around the caregiving that we do. It's primarily women who do this work, women from communities of color who do this work. Um, and we're not connecting. And, and I think that that is an opportunity. It's an opportunity for us to like realize that it actually helps to be in community with one another, even when we're, we're faced with a lot of different challenges with our healthcare system in terms of how we get care for our dementia, our loved ones with dementia. At least if we're connected to one another, we can kind of mitigate, right? Because we can learn from one another. Um, we can support each other. We can lean in to, to, to each other. Um, yes. yeah, but are there any dementia uh, like, um, like groups that deal with dementia? Yeah, so there are many dementia support groups, but the problem is that they're almost exclusively, if not exclusively, at least in the greater Houston area, in English. Mm. Um, Even like respite care, where you can mm. like for the day, uh, you know, you can put your loved one in a program. Those are pretty much exclusively for English speakers. So Mm -hmm. tell us a little bit more about Prognosis. What exactly do you guys do? So Prognosis is a public benefit company that I started, um, and it the the aim is to reduce racialized health disparities, and that is through a tech enabled platform. So we have we will be um, offering a web uh, screening. So it's an early screening for dementia if you think you're having some of the symptoms. So that person will not be able to do it themselves. So someone else has to sit with them and. Yes. Guide them through the process. Depending on how early on you are, you might, yeah, you might not be able to do it yourself. So somebody, a surrogate has to fill out the Mm -hmm. answers Mm -hmm. for you. Mm -hmm. And then it will give you some idea of like, yes, this is probably something that is chronic and progressive like a dementia, or there's a pretty good chance this could be something reversible. So you might want to go take that you know, get that looked at urgently. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is like an online test. Right. Okay. And then what you'll do is you will download an app that delivers culturally relevant and language-specific counsel wow. about dementia. That's very beneficial. Yeah. So, yeah. And if you go online, you can't you can't really find information that's not in English. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And especially from the caregiver perspective. What about new therapies? 
So the new therapies that are coming out now, a lot of them are in this class of medication called the monoclonal antibodies. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're... Um, they, they. I think there's a lot of hope around them, but there have been a lot of problems with with the development of these therapies and actually the therapies themselves. So the development of the therapies has really kind of exclu- exclusively been with participants in those trials who are white. It's like 90% people oh. who are white. So that's super problematic when you have a disease that disproportionately affects people who are African-American. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so why is it? Uh, are the African-Americans not willing to participate in this Or Asian-Americans? Yeah. Right, right. So, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's complicated, but I think a, a lot of it is that um, there is historic reservation because of a history of exploitation in clinical trials of people uh, who are African-American. Yes, 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 you're absolutely Latine, right. Yeah. Right. And the other p- piece of it that's more contemporary is that the outreach is really pretty um, pitiful oh. <laughs> to these communities. Right. Correct, mm-hmm. correct. And it has to be done by the right spokesperson right and it has to be done in a very honest way right acknowledging some Total of these historic harms yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, yeah and that from what i can see does not happen oh well, yeah are you have you been involved with any of these yeah so very recently as i've started this uh, prog- effort with prognosis there has mm-hmm. been a lot of interest from pharmaceutical companies to mm-hmm. work with us okay. um, to reach these communities right so so yes um i have well, seen it from that so, lens uh, to uh, <laughs> To kind of nail the 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 to hammer the nail in the in the head here, how many people are in that age bracket where they would be considered, uh, you know, um, elderly in in Houston and maybe succumb to this this kind of uh, downfall? Right. So starting, I mean, this is what we say, but it's all a continuum, really. Um, starting about at age sixty-five, um, you know people might start exhibiting something called mild cognitive impairment. Right. Um, and that's kind of the precursor for many to Alzheimer's dementia um, or an amnestic dementia, which is like it affects your short-term memory at first and then ultimately your long-term memory and other things as well. Um, that starts with MCI. And then every year that that passes, the a percentage of those people will transform to where by the time you're 90, as I said before, a third of the population has dementia. Mm -hmm. Um, But still there are some people who don't transform. So they may be in that MCI state and they may pass, you know? Yeah. So we've got about 60 seconds left to before the end of the interview, but real quick, uh, what's the percentage of people who would be considered elderly in, in Houston? Do you have any idea? Uh, do you mean above 65? Right. Or, oh, that's a good question. I actually don't know what how many people that so is. So is it an aging population as in, like we've seen in some other Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't doubt that it's similar to other places. So, mm-hmm. I mean, overall in the United States right now, we have 6 million people with Alzheimer's dementia, and we oh, expect God. in 2050 we'll have about 14 million people. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're we out are of time in now. time for a commercial. Yeah, we will be right back after these messages. Stay tuned, folks. Every Saturday, 4 to 6 p.m. on Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Prabhon. Indo-American News Radio. Teri aankhein kisi heere se kam nahi, tera muskurana kisi haar se kam nahi. 
हैप्पी वैलेंटाइंस डे फ्रॉम महाराजा ज्वेलर्स सच्चे प्यार का सच्चा तोहफा महाराजा ज्वेलर्स फाइव एट टू वन हिलक्राफ्ट ब्रिंगिंग डायमंड You're protective of your money, and why wouldn't you be? You work hard. You stick to a budget. You save. So you deserve a company that has your budget in mind. At Discount Power, we care for our customers by offering affordable electricity to fit your lifestyle. Just because it's an essential doesn't mean it needs to be expensive. That means more money to do more of the things you want. Discount Power. Why pay more for electricity? Visit discountpowertx.com and sign up now. PUCT number one zero one seven seven. Don't let foot and ankle pain keep you from moving. Do you need a solution for chronic foot pain, bunion pain, flat feet, toe deformity, high arch fractures, sports injury? We have the best doctor, Dr. Shafiq Prasla at Epic Foot and Ankle Centers. Their state-of-the-art facility including cutting-edge solutions will have you back on your feet in no time. 281-501-0018. epicfootandankle.com. <laughs> Indo American News Radio India News US News World News Movie Reviews and Local Community Roundup every Saturday 4 to 6 p.m. on Masala 98.7 FM Hi I'm Jawahar I'm Sanchali and I'm Pramod Indo American, Indo -American News Radio, Radio. Welcome back folks we're talking to Donna Murphy and who and we're wrapping up the session with her she's a neurologist and neuroscientist and we're talking about dementia and the health disparities in dementia and uh, the signs uh, if you listen to the interview you 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 have learned a lot more than you probably knew before this so uh, a startling statistic there's about 6 million people in did you say in the US with with alzheimer's right now projected to grow to 14 million people in another 25 years and that's a horrible thought so uh, one and we all will be in that group <laughs> really yeah so Soon. so uh, donna you had uh, you, you know asians are uh, uh, come from multilingual backgrounds multicultural backgrounds is there any unifying factor that you could that they could turn to so because they they probably lost in english when they get to that point right so i mean that's one of the big factors that has motiv has motivated us to provide counsel that is in language uh -huh. um because we know that the people who are facing this disease many of them don't necessarily speak Speaking. english proficiently mm -hmm. and so we want to make sure that all of the information about how to navigate all of its challenges that that is available in a way that is culturally fluent and that is in their language Right, right, their language preference. Absolutely. So for Prognosis, this public benefit company that I started, that is what we're doing. Right now we have information available in Spanish and Korean, um, but the, the next languages are like Chinese, um, Vietnamese, Urdu, um, Hindi, Arabic, Igbo, so some of the big languages in in the greater Houston area. Great, the, the big communities. Yes, that is where we're interested in kind of starting with the Maybe Jawar can help with Punjabi, Pramod can help with Marathi, I and I can help with Bengali. I certainly have certainly yeah. forgotten everything. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Jawar. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much Donna for coming in and sharing all this with us. We would look forward to having uh people from our communities somehow get involved since Charlie's already volunteered. Yes. And, we, and uh, I'm sure she's looking for more volunteers, you absolutely. know. Absolutely. So yes. spend a little bit of time and help people. Right. So folks, if you want to get involved, just drop us a line at indoamericannews@yahoo.com. We'll put you in touch with Donna and her group 
and uh, hopefully you can uh, start a grassroots effort right here, right? Absolutely. Thank you very much once again, Donna. Yeah. Yes, thank you so thank much you. for being on the show. Right. So we're going to go on to our uh, final segment. Uh, the two of you have got something going in cricket and films, right? That's, That's right. right. Uh, I can cover cricket. Right? Yes. Yes. And uh, football. Yes, of yeah. course. Uh, about cricket, uh, the Indian men's team, um, you know, they had a wonderful ODI series against New Zealand. They won all the three matches and convincingly. Mm-hmm. But uh, they had trouble... Uh, in Lucknow for the f- first T20, uh, and uh, uh, they lost also convincingly. Oh, oh! So hopefully they'll bounce back. And uh, let's see, uh, the game is tonight, and uh, it's at seven thirty. Tonight? Uh, yes, uh, Sunday morning. Okay. So uh, what time here? Seven uh, thirty in the morning. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, yeah, I haven't watched the last few matches. Yeah, and uh, on the women's team, there's a lot of uh, interesting developments. You know, they're starting a IPL for women in India. Mm-hmm. And uh, they uh, sold the team uh, franchises uh, last week, uh, or this week rather. And uh, they, uh, BCCI raised 4,000 crore of rupees can you believe that wow they're going to be the uh, the second next largest attraction. Uh, league yes uh, next only to the women's nba wow that's exciting and the women are going to be making lots of money yeah so will they also include like foreign uh, yes cricketers yes. just yes. like the i think it will be the IPL? same same, same format. rules so we'll be able to see the australians and the english and south african and west indies uh, uh, all the uh, international players, hmm. um, they'll be offered contracts. Wow. But um, uh, I think the majority has to be Indian, though. Probably, so it, yeah. Just yeah. like the male IPL, I right. guess. And yeah. then that will give an opportunity for the other players who not necessarily get into the national team. Right, right. And it'll be a big boost, you know, especially if they're paid as much as the <laughs> male counterparts. Well, it, yes, I think they're going to make a lot of money. But there's a lot of gender inequity. You know that already, That's right? That's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, And then uh, uh, what about the Australian Open? Uh, I think... Uh, oh, yeah, jo- uh, no, Djokovic. Uh, yeah, he stands to uh, win... Uh, his, uh, what is it, 20th or 21st Grand Slam? That'll be the record, right? Right, yes, exactly. Yes, He'll yes. beat uh, Roger Federer. Yeah. And uh, um, uh, he's playing against the Greek, right? Yeah, Titsipas. Yes, yes. So it should be an interesting match. When and is it's, that match? Uh, 2.30 in the morning. Oh, because it's, because in, it's Australia. in Australia. Yeah, yeah, they're halfway around the world. Yeah. And then Sabalenka won uh, uh, the women's. Yeah. It, so, it's not on regular TV, right? The, no. Uh, I think you have to uh, go, uh, ESPN go to... ESPN Plus, maybe? Yes, yeah. one of those, yeah. Mm, yeah. Uh, streaming. And, uh, what about football, man? Football, football fever. Yes, on. The, all, the, all the quarterbacks are in their 20s. We had a question right. on yeah. our quiz contest. Right, exactly. <laughs> this is the first time in a long time. Yeah, and uh, uh, tomorrow is the championship uh, weekend. Mm-hmm. So we'll have the San Francisco 49ers playing against the... Uh, Philadelphia Eagles mm-hmm. and then it's the Kansas City Chiefs against uh, which is the other team uh, it is uh, Chiefs Bengals yeah Cincinnati Eagles, Bengals yeah 
And so the uh, Bengals and the Chiefs will be playing in the AFC game. Mm-hmm. And the NFC game will feature San Francisco versus Philadelphia. Yeah. So all of these should be quite exciting, I hope. Mm-hmm. The only thing is sometimes I think uh, uh, the uh, Kansas City quarterback, mm-hmm. Mahomes, was yes. injured last week. So oh, okay. we're not sure how well he'll do. Okay, okay. So both both the uh, games are tomorrow, right? Right. Okay. Uh, the first game starts at 2 o'clock and the second at 5.30. Okay. So right, and people are going to be watching it. They're glued to their, to their yeah, phones. Yeah, because it's a rainy weekend anyway. So. That's true. Well, don't forget, we have this huge event oh, tomorrow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tomorrow right. is the Indian Republic, Republic Day, Day event. Yeah, yeah. And that's that true. And that adds to Gujarati Samaj. Hope that doesn't get affected much no, by the weather. No, it will in, inside, so it should yeah. be fine. It's all covered, yeah. Right. Uh, but now, can we go to... Uh, Movies. Movies, Pathan. Guess what I went and watched yesterday. Yeah, we I did I paid too. like $18 and some odd cents. How much we, did you pay? $9.25. Why? Uh, oh, no, you saw the regular. I saw it on IMAX, man. Oh, okay. Come on. <laughs> you have to see Pathan on IMAX. And guess what? It was totally sold out. There were no f- really? available seats. I went just before the show. Was there it worth the money? There were a piddly, piddly like 10 to 20 seats oh, really? left in that huge IMAX auditorium. I was shocked that it's... Uh, we were at uh, Cinemark in uh, Memorial City. Uh-huh. And uh, for seniors, it was only 850. Ooh. And then there were only six people at that 320 show. What? Was oh. it worth the money? Yeah. Guess what? I, I think, uh, you know, I watch PBS... I think Masterpiece Theatre is, is 10 times better than entertaining, uh, yeah. any movie from India. Yeah, Most true. movies from I, India. I agree. I watch Poirot and I like Poirot more than I would No, like but it. you went. You spent 18 bucks on Patan and you mm. spent not 18 bucks, the two of you. Yeah. yeah. So, and guess what? The people who sat next to me, they paid 21 something odd. But what I'm saying is, was it worth the money? Well, let us Shahrukh finish what we are good. saying. So yeah. what we are saying is we all pay different amounts for the same Right, exactly. Same but you watched movie, in the you know? larger screen. So. And my, my, the, my uh, people who were sitting next to me, same show, same time, they paid $21. I don't know why. So, But they bought theirs online. So maybe oh, they online, add an online yeah, fee. There's an online fee of that's $3.70. Yes, yeah. yes. So that's what it was. So, so tell us a little bit about the movie. Well, Shah, this I'll is uh, Shahrukh's... Promote Go first. <laughs> okay. This was Shahrukh's move, first movie after about four years. Hiatus of... Yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, How he old looked, is he? 57, right? Yeah, something like that. But he, he looked quite good. And there were a lot of action scenes. I feel they paint their chest to, to make it look like six-pack. But no, he has a good, good no, he, uh, solid think, build right now. Yeah, I yeah. think he's built it up and uh, he looked good in the action scenes. Salman didn't bear his chest for a, for a change. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Yeah, there. I, I, I think we may be giving up. Giving away too much if we mention someone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Everyone looks it up. But I was surprised to see him. I didn't know anything about the movie. Okay. So everyone was like, oh, you know, when he Yeah, that up. was fun. Especially last the last scene where they talk oh, yes, about... yes, About their age and, and yeah, about how they're still holding the phone down and there's yeah. really no one to compare next and to them they decided that need to they need to continue yes <laughs> but what did you think of the movie overall movie was just okay For, to me it was less than okay i yeah. feel that any james bond movie is a much better choice right. so, pais, this pais one. so it's, it's exactly like any james bond movie so the thrills the action is exactly like any james bond movie so they have got all these technicians who mm. are i think from hollywood yeah. who make it look exactly like a hollywood movie except the stars are ours yeah i think deepika padukone looked 
amazing. You know, she showed off her body she, to the fullest. Pe- did she have a six pack? Also? She showed off no. her body to the fullest as much yeah. as she could. And <laughs> I didn't see anything controversial. I didn't see either. What they did is they picked an orange bikini and made a big deal of it. But she wore bikinis and many other colors besides orange. Yeah. You know, it didn't make a difference, but she looked really she good. She looked amazing, and I think she she deserved more than the fifteen crores that she was. Paid compared to Shahrukh Khan, who got paid more than a hundred crores. Wow. So it, total gender inequity, I thought, because mm. she had as much a role to play in the movie as, I agree. as Shahrukh Khan. I think Khan. she should have been paid more. Absolutely. Right. And then there was, of course, another big star in the movie. I probably won't give that <laughs> one out. But I could tell from the first scene, just from his eyes, they don't even show his full face in the beginning. Really? Who it was. <laughs> so you, so everyone's going to have to pay 18 bucks to go and find out who that star is. I think so. <laughs> yeah. It depends uh, on the time of the day. depends what theater you're going to. depends whether you're seeing it on IMAX or not. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. What else? What, what other movie did you see? Well, I saw Hit, the first case. It's a movie with um, our man... Uh, you know the good actor. What's good, his name? The good actor. No, no, the one who did uh, Monica, my darling. The one who's uh, in uh, Newton, Rajkumar Rao. So oh, Rajkumar okay, Rao okay, is okay. in it, okay. and he's that a was police. a little dementia going on. There, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I always have uh, trouble with names, so sure. that's uh, a trait, I guess. That's why I want to join this group and you know help them out. But anyway, so he's the. Um, Police, uh, he's in the police force okay. and trying to solve a case, but it's too close to home. And, uh, you know, one of the victims or whatever I should say is his girlfriend. So this is the first case. So I think they'll have more. Okay. I kind of liked it. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And then there are two other movies who, which may be controversial and are worth mentioning. One is called Chhatri Wali. And this is uh, starring Rakul Preet Singh. And she's in the movie. I already act- talked about it last oh, week. Okay. Yeah, you were not here. Oh, okay. okay. Actually, she uh, is in a factory that makes condoms. And there's another movie on the uh, same uh, topic. I saw that movie. Oh, okay. It's available, I think, on Netflix. But no, this is interesting. I, I, just for those of, uh, listeners who haven't heard us last week, Chatriwali, she makes condoms. Yes. She works in a factory she's that a, makes she, condoms. Yeah, she's a quality control manager. Uh. And uh, uh, same topic is another movie where Nusrat Baloch is in the lead. Okay. And she works in a factory that makes condoms. I see. And um, I forget the name How of do it. they test them? Um, we don't, you'll have to watch the movie to find out. <laughs> uh, they but make you an, try it, uh, Jawahar. <laughs> uh, you can't eat them. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. There's another movie called Gandhi yes. say Ek. Youth and I that should be fairly controversial. Yes, yes, and, yes. And uh, the stars are not well known. Mm-hmm. There's Deepak Antani and Chinmay Mandlekar and Pavan Chopra mm-hmm. and Tanisha Santoshi. I definitely about... want to go see that because it's showing at the AMC. Oh, okay. So probably that'll be my Tuesday movie. You know, Tuesdays, uh, the tickets are cheaper. Uh, it's like $5. Yeah, so. uh, that's true. Yeah. But, you know, this is about uh, Mahatma Gandhi. And right. He was assassinated by Godse. if uh, Gandhi was to talk to Godse, what kind of a what debate would they say? would have. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So that yes. sounds very interesting. Yeah. And uh, I think on AVS, uh, on... Uh, I, there's a, a show about you yeah, know AVS. how they made this movie and uh-huh. what did they say? I haven't watched it. Oh okay. Yeah. 
So I'm and, I'm, I'm and this uh, uh, Gandhi Gorse movie is produced by Rajkumar Santoshi, Santoshi, who makes a lot of politically controversial uh, movies. controversial movies. And so the music is by A.R. Rahman. So oh, I really? think that should be good. Oh, yes, okay. yes, yes. Yeah, so we should check it out. D- definitely. It got a uh, Times of India gave it a 3.6 out of 5. Right, right. And IMDb 7.9 out of 10. So since it's showing at the theaters, did you watch any of the Oscar movies which got nominated? Mm, no, no, I don't think Actually, so. this year I've not seen any of them. Yeah, yeah. do you know the one which got the most uh, Yeah, everything, everything elsewhere. Yeah. It's a sci-fi movie, so yeah. I don't yeah. know if it's any of them are showing in the theaters, but I'm going to check it out and watch. Yeah. A uh, couple of them are in uh, uh, on Netflix or streaming. Uh-huh. Okay. It's... So which ones did you watch any of them? No, I didn't I haven't watched any. Okay. Uh, we're uh, in the middle of watching the masterpiece theater mm-hmm. you know all creatures great and small okay we started late with we just finished uh, season one is it it's on a, pbs or where do you watch it yeah it's on pbs okay so it's about veterinarians in uh, yorkshire mm. so it's um, they do such a good job with these things and um, Banshees of Inishirin, that also got quite a few nominations. Yeah, I think it's uh, Irish, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And The Fablemans, The Woman King, The Woman Fablemans King. Fablemans is uh, Steven Spielberg's right. autobiography. Autobiography. That's actually a very good movie. Ah, okay. You, you saw watched it? it? Yeah, I saw parts of it. I didn't see the whole thing. Where did you watch it? Uh, I'm not sure where I watched it. I was, okay. it, it, was, it was streaming at some place. Okay. Could be, yeah. Yeah. I think I'll look for them and watch them. But it, it's it's very well done. Okay. Um, so and then of course we know that RRR is in there for the music. Mm-hmm. Right. Not to not to. So. But it didn't get the foreign movie nomination. It didn't get no, the, no, no. I was surprised. That I thought yeah. they would get it. But whatever happens at the Golden Globes, ends up happening at the Oscars. Yeah. Right. Typically it happens. The Oscars, hope. by the way, folks, is on March the twelfth. Yeah. In mm-hmm. the evening. So if you want to go in there and watch it for the good three, four hours. And yesterday, Jawahar, I went to the DAV uh, Republic Day celebration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they had a parade of states with all the little kids. Mm-hmm. And the kids from South performed Natu Natu. Of oh, course. Really? <laughs> yeah. So they Makes had great perfect fun. perfect sense. Yeah. Were they all dancing on one leg? Uh, yes. Really? They were all wearing lungis. <laughs> Very cute. Well, we're almost out of time. It's uh, we've got sixty seconds to go, folks. Well, and until next week, uh, when we will have a, f- a few more guests. In fact, we are going to have Michael Kubash. Oh, okay. On, he's a city councilman who's running for city controller, and then we'll have Laura. Uh, and uh, it's uh, Jyoti's turn, right? Right. Yeah. So she'll be doing uh, Bollywood and other uh, songs based on classical correct, music. Correct. Right. Right. And then we're going to have uh, Troy Burwell, who is actually a commercial drone pilot. Oh, okay. wow. So that, that should be very interesting. Uh, you mean he sits at accounts? Uh, he does drone. Uh, desktop. He well, just, no, no. He goes to the, the site. He goes to the site and takes the, the videos ah. and all that stuff. Like, for example, this tornado stuff that happened. So he oh, okay. controls the okay. remote of the drone. Right, right. Yeah. right. He doesn't, he's not actually ten in seconds, actually 10 pilot. seconds to go, folks. So and we're so out of here. See you yeah, next week. Be safe week. and enjoy the weekend. You're listening to Masala Radio, 107.5 KGLK, HD4, Lake Jackson, and 98.7 FM, K254BZ, Fairbanks.